If you can control this greed in you uh, that I need to have more, mm -hmm. it's almost like you're brainwashed by marketing <laughs> techniques. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12 pack head to amazon and use promo code 20 pure leaf that's promo code 20 p-u-r-e-l-e-a-f for 20 percent off take your business further with a smart and flexible american express business gold card it offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business you can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants that's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite, and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash greatness. netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. Welcome back everyone to School of Greatness. Very excited about our guest. We have the inspiring Ken Honda in the house. Good to Thank see you, Thank you, Luis. I'm so happy to be invited uh, to this show yeah. and, and in real per real Situation. Yes, in person, in life. We're yes, here. we did not our Zoom. <laughs> I know we did our first interview on Zoom, mm -hmm. and our community loved it, and they wanted more. That's so great. I'm excited to have you back on. You have written a book. You have written many books. Mm -hmm. uh, over eight million copies of your uh -huh. books sold around the world. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Your book that I'm uh, I love is called Happy Money: The Japanese Art of Making Peace with Your Money. Yes, this is going to be a book that everyone's going to want to read. Mm -hmm. But to dive into it first, I feel like a lot of people are afraid of money. Mm. A majority of people are have fears, anxiety, stress, worry. Their relationships struggle mm -hmm. because of money in intimate relationships. 
and you teach people about how to have peace with money, mm -hmm. knowing that money comes and goes, it flows, mm -hmm. and to be okay with that process of life. And one of the things I want to start with is, do you have a, an affirmation that you can give people or that we could work on together to support people whenever they feel stress around money, mm -hmm. that they can say this affirmation that will give them more peace? Do you have uh, anything? Yeah, something like money is love, money is my friend, money can help me achieve my dreams. So whatever positive affirmations you can come up with, I think anything is good. But I think uh, money is my best friend is a good affirmation. When you worry about money, uh, I, I, say, I would say money is love. So when you think in my head money is love, instead of money is a scary person, mm -hmm. I think uh, you feel a lot less stress. But how does someone, if they've lived in stress around money for mm -hmm. their whole life, mm -hmm. their entire life they've been afraid, how can they start to use that affirmation and how long will it take for them to start to believe it, to feel it? So I think you have to um, think back, look back on your relationship with money mm -hmm. since you're five or six. We wake up to the reality of the world when we are around five, six, seven. I used to be a volunteer at my uh, daughter's uh, kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And uh, I asked uh, one, of the, uh, one of the boys at the kindergarten, and uh, what are you gonna get for Christmas? And he said, no, Santa Claus is not coming. And I thought, oh, why, why is that? And he said, because my, my, how, my parents are poor. Interesting. <laughs> oh, really? Who told you that? And he said, my mom. Wow. <laughs> so, like, we are waking up to the reality when we are small. And then, since then, we've had so many negative messages around money. So, uh, I have a fun collection of saying uh, when I visited uh, Europe a uh, uh, few, few weeks ago. There's uh, uh, the th all the sayings that uh, we are told since we are five or six. Money, they don't go, grow on trees in America, right? Yeah. If you don't have money, you don't have a head. You know, that's a scary thing. Sure. <laughs> so uh, all those phrases keep telling us that money is not a happy thing. But when you start thinking, you must have some fun memories too around money. Mm. You know, a certain gift that you're so uh, happy to receive and uh, the scholarship or the happy money that you get from your grandparents or your parents or friend. You know, they buy you for um, Christmas gift or birthday present. There are so much happy money in your life, but you uh, forget because we are so overwhelmed by the stress around money. Right. Yeah, maybe there was a trip you went on with a friend or family. You, right. went, you went on an adventure, and that mm -hmm. money provided that memory, that experience for you. Right. It was worth the money, right? right. That's a, a happy saying. Yes. So there are many positive sayings around money as well. And, and you grew up in Japan, is that mm -hmm. right? And so... In Japan, are people just as anxious and stressed about money as they are in America, or is there a different belief around it? Yes, we have a different kind of stress, <laughs> you know, because it's so interesting. In North America, when, uh, say, your college buddies, right, after 20 years of uh, um, graduation, you bump into one another, and you don't, you don't ask each other how much do you make a year, no, right? In, in U.S., no. No, right? right? And in Japan, we, we casually talk about it. You talk about how much you make. Yes, really? but in North America, I think you're going to lose a friend right. if you bring that uh, question. Why do you in Japan, do people in the culture talk about money and how much someone makes mm -hmm. more frequently? 
because I think uh, how much you make is not as tied up with how much, uh, how much your worth is. But in North America, it seems culturally, it's not, not, nothing wrong, but how much you have or how much you make equals how much you're worth. Mm -hmm. So it's more uh, taboo here. But it's, what's interesting is like, when you grab your Japanese uh, uh, you know, friend and then ask him how, my, how many times you have sex, he's gonna freak out. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, but in America, people might talk about it more. Right, they will probably you know, enjoy about talking it about it, right? So I think there's a different kind of taboos, That's interesting. which I really enjoy so much. That's interesting. Now, with the culture of people just talking about it more openly mm -hmm. with their friends or mm -hmm. family, what does that do for the culture then around money? Does it make it less scary? Does it make it more effortless for people to work? What is that like? And in China too, you know, people casually ask you how much you make really? or how much money you have or how much... Uh, Strangers too or just yeah, friends? Yeah, and also friends uh, and also uh, like how much is the rent mm -hmm. or how much does this uh, condo cost? You know, like, uh, 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 what's the weather today? Mm -hmm. You know, the Siri would answer you, right? So it's as easy as that. So in a culture like that, uh, people are more um, open and they can uh, um, confront um, themselves about uh, what's working, what's not. But in North America, everything around money is such a taboo that it's a, uh, it seems, because I've, I've been listening to many couples mm -hmm. in America, it seems like it's almost like a, a taboo for a couple to talk about money. It is. Unless something really comes up and it's like right. an eruption of volcano. Sure. But you should talk about it long before the mug, you know, the, the eruption. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So do people in relationships or married people in Japan, do they talk about money pretty frequently? Do they talk about it before they get married? You know. Is there stress around money in the couples? Of course, definitely. Yeah. That's why my books are so popular in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's the same, but it's a kind of different uh, stress. Gotcha. Uh, and and uh, um, in Japan, of course, uh, you fight over money, but uh, surprisingly, women are more in control of money. Where, really? Yes. I mean, probably like for, from American culture, guys control it, mm -hmm. but actually all my friends, you know, um, guy friends, you know, they are um, controlled by their housewives. They, they control the money. Right, and they, they're given a certain like allowance money. The men? Yes. Are, there, are the men making the money and then giving it to the right. women and saying, okay, tell me what to do? Yeah, so one time I talked with a housewife uh, um, in Japan and, and she said, you know, uh, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid of money. And I'm so worthless because I'm not making money. And I asked ask him, but who, who is financing the you know, whole thing? And it's my husband. So you are, uh, you know, man, you are the business owner. He is a worker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so sure. you get the fruit. The, the woman's the business owner. Right. The man is the worker, as we say. <laughs> right. Interesting. Yeah. And then she said, yes, I never know that. You know, I've never known. So now I'm going to make him work harder. <laughs> Everybody laugh. <laughs> make more money for me. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's a different kind of stress. But... It's so hard for us to really confront financial issues because we have um, so many emotions yes. around money. It's universal. I, lo I love your point where you said in North America, in America, mm -hmm. most people tie their self-worth mm. with their net worth. Yes. Right? Their bank account, how much is in there, mm -hmm. how much they have with how valuable they are as a human being. Mm -hmm. Right? Their, the quality of their character and how they add value in the world. Right. 
But in Japan, I'm hearing you say it's less that way. It's more yes. people don't tie how much money they have mm -hmm. with how good of a person they are. Yes, and also uh, like how many friends you have. Not on Facebook, I mean real, right, right. real friends. And also like school teachers are so well respected, for example. Uh, you know, they're not making so much money, but uh, occupations like that uh, are highly respected. Really? But here in America, it seems like there's not much respect for school teachers, mm -hmm. which I feel so uh, sorry about. Um, so uh, if you make money, you're golden in America. But uh, there, there must be some kind of criteria, like how much you contribute into the community or how, satis uh, how much satisfaction exactly. you get out of work. But just numbers, yeah. uh, they don't really translate into well, happiness. Well, I think you see that in America where there might be a lot of people who have a lot of financial success. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of money, but their relationships are broken, their mm -hmm. marriages are fall apart, mm -hmm. you know, they don't feel good about themselves, right. they don't have fulfillment, right? Uh -huh. Because it's been focused just on money mm -hmm. and not on service. How can I add value as well? Yes. Right? So I think it's important to be aware that a rich life is not just about how much money you make. Mm -hmm. It's about how good you feel about yourself yes. in your life, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm curious, what do you think are some of the beliefs that hold people back from keeping them to create the wealth that mm -hmm. they want to have from mm -hmm. making more money? What are some of those beliefs that says, I'm not able to do this because mm -hmm. why? Mm -hmm. Because we feel so unworthy for the abundance. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, it doesn't really matter how much money you make or how much money you have. After paying all the bills, you don't have much money left. <laughs> Taxes, bills, everything. Right. If, you pay, uh, if you make uh, $30,000 or $100,000 or $1 million, because the cost is going higher. If Your you, lifestyle. Yes. Right. And, and you used to have one car, second-hand car, now you, you need Tesla, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, you need second home and third home. So you really have to uh, see um, how to satisfy with yourself with less. Yes. And at the same time, um, you can have more. So you can, you can have more than necessary. But uh, um, the food prices are going up and the gas prices are going up. So we're almost like drowning in the sea of bills, yes. and then they're just you know going up, and then we are drowning in that. In that. Right. So instead of feeling that or overwhelmed by the bills, you can be creative and come up with the ideas that you can contribute to the world. So by doing more contribution, you get more money. Mm -hmm. So if you are more creative about uh, serving the world, serving other people with your gifts, with who you are you can create the flow of happy money, and as a result, you can receive more money. And if you can control this greed in you uh, that I need to have more, mm -hmm. it's almost like you're brainwashed by marketing <laughs> techniques. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though you're wealthy, you keep complaining about um, how much you don't have. Once I had an interview with a, a, a private jet owner, and I thought, you are such a big success. And he said, no, 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 I'm just a small thing because uh, my, when I pull over to this uh, special in the terminal. It's a bigger jet. <laughs> there's a lot bigger jets, and mine is so small, you know. It's, it's only six people, so I feel so small when I pull over with my Mercedes because they're just uh, Rolls Royce and all the big cars, and then <laughs> I feel so small. So you have to ask yourself, when is enough? 
how much is enough? That's when I, uh, my Zen uh, teaching comes in. Mm. You have to know who you are, and you have to know the uh, right money container size. I think we're born with a certain money container size. Really? What does that mean? And say uh, some people are not equipped with so much money, and you don't need so much money. So you can uh, be satisfied with uh, less. Like say, if you're um, um, a school teacher, mm -hmm. you don't need to have three Mercedes-Benz, and you don't need to live in a big mansion. So uh, if you feel like, oh, I don't need uh, to make that much money, I know how to satisfy myself, and you can do that. I live a rich, fulfilled life with what I make. Yes, yeah. yes. So instead of just going uh, pursuing wealth, you can find invisible assets, which I also teach about. I haven't really taught in English yet, but there are you know, visible assets and invisible assets. And in fact, invisible assets are super more important than visible assets. What are some examples of invisible assets? Like friendship, mm -hmm. trust, happiness, love, generosity, kindness. All the great things in life are invisible, mm -hmm. but yet people can feel it. You know, uh, if you bump into somebody and if he or she is so kind, you feel it. Yes. So unfortunately, generosity and kindness are not regarded as a great thing. But I mean, in, in North America, I've seen news that people just, you know, uh, do something right. And then they turn uh, their wallets to the owner. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, they're happy stories. So people uh, still respect yes. uh, honesty is another one. So there are so many great uh, assets that uh, we have, but we, when we look at our lives, we evaluate to zero. So even though you, you have um, not much in your bank account, if you have so many friends, and if you have so many people who, that you care about you, uh, you're in heaven. Yes. But uh, you look at your bank account, and then <laughs> if it's a small number, you get depressed. Mm -hmm. So you have to look at invisible assets and you should be happy. And focus on the invisible assets as well. Yes, yes. because I'm, I'm sort of joking, you know, uh, even though you don't have any money, if you have more than 50 friends who let you stay for one week. Okay. You're rich. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you can stay, sp spend the whole year right. by visiting your friend. Yes. And after one year, you can go back to your friend number one and say, it's been a year, how are you? I have a, a great friend, his name is Jesse Itzler, and for I think at least one year, maybe two years, when he was in his early 20s, he stayed on like 10 different friends' couches. Mm. He didn't have enough money to pay for rent, but mm -hmm. he had friends that he stayed with that all of them are still his friends today. He's in his <laughs> 50s, Yes. 30 years later, and he's an extremely successful business entrepreneur now, but he had a free place when he had no money uh -huh. because of his generosity, yes. his kindness, his honesty, his lovability, all those mm -hmm. things, which are invisible assets, right? which turned into financial assets. Yes, right. yes. And talking about uh, in invisible assets and generosity, I so want to show my appreciation to American people. Uh, 30 years ago, um, uh, 30 some years ago, I was 19, mm. and uh, I made up my mind to explore this kindness factor in North America. And uh, I came here with not, uh, without much money, and um, I tried to have a, a one-year experiment. Really? Depending on generosity of American people. 
when you were 19. Yes, and I bump into, like say, uh, an old man in, in, in the park and then I ask him, uh, uh, is there any restaurant that I can eat for at the very, very, you know, no money. And he said, okay, I'll take you there. And they pay for my dinner. And uh, if you don't have any place, uh, why don't you stay with me? So for whole year in 1987, I depended on American people's generosity. And after one year, I had the same amount of bank account uh, m money, and then I could go back. Wow. And I've been writing, you know, my, uh, my experiences of that, and it's a national bestseller as well. So uh, America is so generous. And I think people may not feel if because you're living here. So I really uh, believe in American people's generosity and openness. Uh, some people just let me stay as long as they, uh, as long as I wanted. Wow. Yeah. So I, um, I, I still uh, feel like I, I, I owe America a lot. That's beautiful. How many people helped you in that year? I think probably at least 16 or, uh, or 20 people. That either paid for something or let you stay at their place or yes. helped you in some way? Yeah. So whenever I bump into an American young people, like, okay, I'll buy your lunch and dinner <laughs> in Thailand. So I bump into sure. American tourists, you know, like backpackers. And okay, I'm going to pay your uh, lunch because somebody else in American oh, just, uh, they, they pay mine. That's beautiful. So I try to pick up uh, uh, in a tab. Uh, for Americans especially. That's interesting because when I was in my early 20s struggling financially, mm -hmm. I was reaching out on LinkedIn to uh, business leaders, mentors that I thought could help me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them took the time to take me out to lunch and they would pay for me because I, mm -hmm. I couldn't afford. <laughs> right. And that was happened for about a year and a half where mm -hmm. I didn't have the money to pay for my own stuff. Mm -hmm. And I really, I remember saying like, feeling really bad that I couldn't pay for myself mm -hmm. and saying to myself, like, if I make money one day, I want to make sure I pay as many meals as I can mm -hmm. with friends and things like that. So I always try to pay. It's so hard for me to let someone pay for me now mm -hmm. at a restaurant mm -hmm. because I'm like, I just want to keep paying it forward. You uh -huh. know? That's beautiful. Um, but you never know the impact you can have on someone mm -hmm. with a gift, you know, yes. with a financial gift. So I want to ask you about the money container mm -hmm. size, which I think is interesting. Do you feel like we're all born with a certain size of a container mm -hmm. for how much money we should be able to bring in? Or does the container expand and grow based on our environment, yes. on our who we grow up with, our mm -hmm. wisdom? You talk of course, about that? of course. Like uh, uh, say, like some scholars, you know, who are not interested in money at all. They focus on their research and what they can uh, do academically. So their um, money container is small, but they're okay. Right. I call them uh, money indifferent type, by the way. Money different? Money indifferent type. Money indifferent. They, they, have they don't no care interest. about money. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, Just so, enough to provide for their food yes. and their house. Yeah, so, and... so some uh, government workers, like politicians or nurses, I see them among you know, uh, those occupations who are giver, who are just service people, right? And like some military people yeah. who are really into service. And then right. they don't really care. Uh, how much they have, as long as yeah. they can, you know, make a living. Right. 
Did you know there are currently over 2.4 million podcasts in the world, including the one you're listening to right now? And it takes a team of people to help bring these podcasts together. And I'm lucky to have an incredible team. I could not do it without them. Needless to say, hiring the right people for these roles is important. And whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your growing business, there's only one place that makes it easy, and that's ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter uses powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that make it easy to filter, review, and rate your candidates. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter, they get a quality candidate within the first day. So if you're a fan of this podcast and you want to try ZipRecruiter for free today, you need to remember our special URL, ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-A-T-N-E-S-S. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is all already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game, or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So those people are born with small ones. And of course, by learning about business and investment, you can make the, your money container bigger. Right. But there's a little bit of a difference um, here when you want to grow your money container. Because in North America and Europe, I often get asked by uh, interviewers, 
can. How can I make my container bigger? Right. <laughs> but in Japan, in the in the East, I get different kind of question about my container. Uh, the question would be, Ken, how can I be satisfied with what I have instead of just trying to make it bigger? Uh, but I don't know how to do that. So can you teach me how to satisfy myself with where I am? So it's a different approach. Mm. So you need to have both. So how can people in America, North America, and around the world be satisfied and grateful for where they are mm -hmm. and still strive for more? <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, more of a uh, find 100% fulfillment with where you are. And then if it's your path, it's going to grow. Mm. If it's not your path, you don't have to make it grow. But uh, there's almost like a religion here in North America. Uh, bigger is better. The more is better. Super size, yeah, everything. <laughs> right. But think, uh, just wait a second and just uh, think about it. Do you want a super big house if you're only two of you? If you have like seven kids, you need a big house. But if it's only two of you, maybe it's time to downsize and, and, and because uh, so that way uh, your lifestyle will be uh, more humble. So you really have to know when to sort of like grow and also when to end your life. So you have to start um, facing, uh, say you're in your 50s or 60s, uh, you have 10 years to prepare uh, according, uh, approaching to your death. But a lot of people in the 60s and 70s, they tr want to act forever they're 21. Right, right. <laughs> so, but you're, you're going to die. So you have to prepare for the end of your life. Mm -hmm. To do that, you really have to um, say, uh, because uh, your life goes up and down, right? You cannot climb, keep climbing up the mountains. So uh, at some point, you have to start uh, descending. So in, in financial terms, uh, you have to start spending what you have accumulated. Don't just keep it in the bank. Yeah, so I, I, one of the books in North America I love is Die With Zero. Mm -hmm. The concept is, can yes. you die with zero at the end of your life? Which is very hard. A friend of mine uh, whose mother died with only $7 in her bank account. Really? I think it's a master of money because she calculated how much it's gonna cost for her funeral. Wow. So she just withdrew all the money and she gave all the money to her grandkids, which is like a few hundred dollars. No, she's not a wealthy person. And she died with only $7. So it's almost like she landed so beautifully. Wow, that's beautiful. Why do you think people are so greedy to want to make more money? And they have this greed inside of them to have, to accumulate, to attract more. Why do you think that is? And what's the difference between wanting to make more money for a good reason uh -huh. and wanting to make more money because of greed. <laughs> right. Louis, you keep asking me so many great <laughs> questions. I'm so enjoying the interviews. Thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to appreciate Thank you. So um, there are many ways to react to financial situation. I have uh, taught about money EQ. Mm -hmm. So um, when we're, uh, I realized this when I was at the uh, um, conference table to file um, inheritance taxes for wealthy men. And uh, here there are three, three uh, people, their kids, right? A wife and three kids. And they're born and brought up in the same household, but the, the eldest son looks like a Wall Street type, you know, nice wear suit and short haircut. And the second daughter looks very uh, humble. And the third one looks like hippie. 
And I, sure. Is, are they really <laughs> related? And then I realized that to financial situation, if you're worried, um, you might end up becoming a, a money maker. You know, they're if you're addicted. worried. If you're worried. If the responsibility is on you. Right. So you're the older. By yeah. making more money, you try to fix the worry. Mm. And, uh, and if you worry, you may want to become a spender because you feel powerful when you spend the money. So if you worry, you want to be a saver. By saving, you can feel the security. Yes. And so um, uh, there will be a warrior. You know, you, you do nothing, but you keep worrying. Yes. So to uh, financial situation, there can be many different ways and uh, different personalities are born. So I'm fascinated with the subject because uh, you never knew that you were a spender, you were a, a money maker. And uh, your question comes toward um, money maker type. Yes. And, uh, and a happy money maker type knows that th they can contribute more. So they're in the flow of happy money. And uh, a money greed uh, money maker type, they end up losing a lot of money. They do. Yeah, because they try to um, uh, increase and multiply their money which means they take more risks. So they are likely to get into scams. And I've seen so many quick clients- Quick money, quick money. Yes, uh, get uh, scammed by uh, um, people who try to get the money. Yes. So that's, that's life. Sure, yeah. What do you think is the, you know, there's so much happening with the, in talks, specifically in America, with interest rates going up in America, mm -hmm. inflation going up to over eight and a half percent recently, I think you know, the housing market uh, and just the uncertainty of the economic situation mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. What do you think people should be investing in? What types of assets for the next, you know, few years with all the uncertainty? What would be a great investment that's mm -hmm. not a try to get rich quick mm -hmm. investment, but something that would deliver good returns, mm -hmm. hopefully over time? Right. So I taught this course online and like 8,000 people um, watched me uh, wow. teach this online. So uh, I taught about uh, financial independence and visible assets and invisible assets. Mm -hmm. I see there is, there is going to be a big change. It could come as a crash of Wall Street, but uh, it's uh, more, uh, I think I see a bigger thing is, is going to come. Like what? like uh, the, the collapse of financial system. Really? Because uh, we've uh, printed so much money and then it's going crazy, it's out of, out of control. So um, we never know what's gonna happen. Nobody can predict. So uh, even if you uh, invested in uh, uh, Bitcoins and cryptocurrency, it shut up and then down. And uh, gold and silver is uh, real gold coins and silver coins for not super wealthy people. I recommend that, but you know, in 1930s, uh, U.S. government prohibited from owning a gold. Uh, really? So Why? you have to uh, because uh, uh, to protect um, uh, dollars. Mm. So if that kind of thing happens, uh, even though uh, investment in gold is good, but it, it, well, what if they change the law and then it could become a felony uh, without uh, of, about owning uh, gold, gold yeah. without reporting it, right? So. Those things, uh, real estate can be uh, quite risky because it shut up that much, it could possibly go down, at least to, back to 10 years or 20 right. years. So all the things that it got inflated could go down. 
So there is no safe investment. That is something you have to really know. So whatever you invest could end up in half or 30% down. So instead, I recommend people start looking at invisible assets. Because uh, what if um, you lose everything overnight? Uh, if you have gold, uh, what if the government tries to take away to pay all the bills and stuff, which is really happening in China, by the way. Really? So if that happens, um, I guess you have to be prepared for uh, uh, unthinkable situations. But as I said, if you have so many friends who can support you financially or emotionally, you're okay. So instead of uh, having so much money in the bank account, you should have the trust and uh, um, uh, strong connections with uh, friends around you and also reputation with your clients. Mm. So when the next um, uh, financial system sets in, uh, we might end up using the same uh, currency worldwide because there could be a big crash. You know, you know, the, uh, China is falling down because of the uh, real estate crash. China is? Yes. Wow. Um, and if you Google it, you can see it. And then uh, all the people uh, who have to pay the mortgage for the buildings that's not even built, they started uh, not uh, uh, paying for the loans. Really? Wow. Which is a big deal. So uh, either way, from uh, somewhere, there could be um, the start of the, cr the crash. So whatever happens, if you have the strong connections with people around you, you can start over from a, a, yeah, from a, zero. From zero. I asked you this in our last interview. I said, mm -hmm. okay, I can't imagine you've lost all your money mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And you had to make a million dollars in a year. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember your answer, but I asked you this and you said, I said, what would you do? Uh -huh. And you said, well, I would just call my friends up and say, <laughs> can you give me money? I'd call 10, 20 of my friends up and say, can you give me 100,000 each? Or can I stay in your house for free? And you would offer a service to those wealthy friends uh -huh. that you've created trust and in, in, in invisible assets with. Right. And sell them something new or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And it's because you have great relationships. Right. That's why you could do that. Yes. So what I'm hearing you say, Ken, is it's important to invest in yourself, which is developing more cre credibility, mm -hmm. uh, respect, and a better reputation mm -hmm. with your friends, mm -hmm. your colleagues, the industry you're in, your team, things like that. So that if that happens, you'll be able to get something going again. Yeah, so in a sense, I'm having a huge deposit to people's heart. Mm. I have given away my booklet for free to 2.3 million people. Wow. So I have a list of those people uh, that I have given away, right? And so they feel like they owe me. That's why they're buying my books and right. courses. So I have uh, a huge, huge sort of invest, invisible asset and trust already saved up. And I've been giving away for so many things for the past 20 years. I've uh, done lectures for free. Mm -hmm. I've done so many uh, um, volunteer work for right. the people who are in need. So I have this reputation and trust among people. So uh, in the next situation, so whatever happens, uh, I can say, I'm gonna talk about uh, the next situation and how we can build our assets in the you know, new currency system, right, right. new financial system. A lot of people want, want to listen to me. So I have built enough credibility. So that's why I'm not afraid of going sure. bankrupt. Because uh, if I go bankrupt, I can say the joy of bankruptcy 
You know, I can just say eight steps to recover from bankruptcy. <laughs> right, you have a new book. <laughs> right, whatever Here's that what is. I did, and I'll teach you how to do it. Yeah. Right, so, uh, so I'm not worried uh, uh -huh. about anything at all. Yeah. Instead, we have, to, we have to let everybody know that if, the, if something big is going to come, it's not as ba bad as World War II. So we can all get, uh, go through mm -hmm. this together. Yes. But we have to help one another. Mm -hmm. That is a key. Yes. So that is uh, also a concern I have. For, for about us because uh, our hearts are so separated because of the politics or religion or the scarcity mentality. So um, we are having less uh, compassion mm -hmm. toward each other. Sure. So I think uh, for the next few years we're going to experiencing uh, we're going to experience a lot of um, anxiety really? and worries because of what's going on in Ukraine and, and everywhere. Right, everything we see is depressing, to be honest. Very depressing. Right, but at the same time, it's not as bad as 100 years ago. True, So uh, when everyone was starving. Yes. Right, so we can go through this. But uh, to do this, we have to be kind to one another. Mm -hmm. We have to show our generosity. So if you feel like you have more than enough, you have to start sharing what mm -hmm. you have at the, at the worst right. time, uh, which is, which, which could come in years. When do you, I mean, if you could predict, obviously no one knows, but mm -hmm. how, do you think there's going to be a bigger recession or some mm -hmm. type of crash in some way mm -hmm. uh, in the U.S. economy or in the world? And when do you think that will happen? I see, um, I already feel it in 2023. Uh, so you think next, next year? year huh. Because a lot is going to happen with the U.S. election and also the uh, potential uh, conflict in China and Taiwan and also uh, the, the gas shortage and everything uh, and also uh, uh, so many tons of uh, uh, food is uh, wheat is stopped at the port of Ukraine really wow, which yeah. could cause a starvation in African countries so we're gonna see a lot of chaos in the next few months really yeah and we're gonna experience a lot of uh, gas shortage uh, in European countries, which they're thinking about, because the gas stopped coming to Germany. So a uh, lot mm. of uh, change is going to happen in the next few months. What, for everyone listening and watching right now, what would be the next three steps they should take after listening or watching mm -hmm. to this mm -hmm. around their invisible assets, their visible assets, or just the next three steps they mm. should take in life? To prepare for this. Right. So mentally, you have to be ready to find your peace of mind. So you can start counting your blessings, start appreciating what you have, and uh, enjoy the flow of happy money. So when money comes in, you can say thank you for the money given to me. When you pay for the bills, thank you, I have enough abundance so I can pay the bills. And start blessing people that you're giving money to. So by doing that, you can find your uh, peace of mind yes. in whatever you do. And I think that's, that's the basic. That's number one. That's okay. the base. And also, secondly, you have to start uh, figuring out your inventory, what you have and who you are. What type of inventory? Uh, both emotional and also uh, your gift. I never knew I could write until I was 33. Really? My uh, parents were so surprised, and my brother and sister... And many of my uh, uh, friends were so surprised that I became an author. 
And I was the, <laughs> the one who got surprised most, by the way. Yeah. So I didn't know until I started writing. So I'm sure they ha you have some kind of gifts buried in you. For example, Luis, you are uh, an athlete, so definitely you, you, you knew uh, your gift as an athlete, but probably you didn't know um, that you had a gift as an in interviewer. No, I had no idea. Speaker. Yeah, writer, uh, I had no idea. Right, writer, right? Yeah. And also uh, somebody who can motivate people. Right. You know, you use it for you to mm. motivate yourself. But you didn't know you can impact millions of people. I had no idea. Right? So, like, when you are young, in your 30s and 40s, you never knew. Mm -hmm. And so you have to start looking at sure. what you have. What skills, tools that you've developed that right. you could use if you need right. to. Right. Yeah. And you have to multiply them. Mm -hmm. uh, because only single gift is not taking you far. But if you can multiply your gifts of uh, speaking, for example, and also listening, and the sense of humor, and the care, generosity, if you combine all of them, you become so unique. Yes. So once you become so unique, people start just coming to you because you're more attractive. Right. Yeah. So Okay. Uh, okay. So that's number two is find mm -hmm. out your inventory of your assets and your gifts. And I'm also assuming your inventory of like how much money you have, your investments, yeah. your, what you... But it's not so important. Okay. Because if you are not making much, it's right. not right. Yeah. Anyway, right. What skills do you have? Yeah. The skills, yeah. Right. So if your net asset is uh, less than uh, $300,000, don't worry about investing. Right. <laughs> right, right, I right. think you should invest in yourself. Invest in you. And, and take your friends out for dinner because it's going to pay more dividend. Mm -hmm. So um, Be generous with your energy, your time, yes. your gifts. Yes. Uh, and then the third step would be start getting support from everybody. Everybody, You know, I have, say, for example, more than 10,000 uh, people um, sending me money every month as a, a form of subscri subs uh, mm -hmm. subscription online salon. Yes. So, and uh, I haven't promised anything to do for them. So it's just a love money. So can, you know... This I'm is what type of money? Love money. Love money. Yeah. So 10,000 people yeah. pay you money every month yes, just because they love you. Yeah. Um, $10. That's how I feel. <laughs> wow. Are you, yeah. are you offering them any? Are you giving them any I, teaching? I just say, uh, I, I had this fun interview with Louis today, and I'm in Stockholm. I sent sure. some videos, but I'm wow. not promising, like, I do this, you know, so I give you this, so get me, give me this. Right, right. No, it's more of a casual thing. That's cool. So, uh, um, so I have enough trust from people. So the happy money, so almost like um, uh, is given in my custody so I can help other people. That's cool. So uh, if you start getting uh, fan clubs or uh, cheerleader, cheer supporters, so you can start with five people and you can uh, start having 10 people, 30 people. So the next economy will be very interesting because mm. uh, a lot of people support one another. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too. in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. So instead of working for one big company, say I have 300 people supporting me. Right. Say, uh, and you can uh, increase your monthly uh, support uh, money. Say, uh, $100 per month. You know, if I get a support from 30 people, $100 a month, that's $3,000. Right. And if you get 50 people uh, who are supporting you with $100, you already have a $5,000 income. So whatever you do, uh, you don't have to be the next entrepreneur of the world you can satisfy, or at least you can have deep connection with 50 people or 100 people who love you so much mm. and who's not going to let you down when you fall. Yes. So if you have that strong trust uh, from people, uh, you don't have to worry about money for the rest of your life. Wow. What should be financial goals that people create for themselves? Should they have financial goals? Or? I don't think financial goal is necessary. Uh, if you want to buy a big house, you may need to have that. Sure. But, uh, but financial goals uh, people uh, uh, come up with, it's because they, are, they want to feel safe, sense of security. So you don't need to have a goal of $1 million because when you reach $1 million, you feel like this is more. not enough. I need more, right? <laughs> I yeah. need two. And when, I, when you reach two millions, no, 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 I think I, I should have ten. three. Yeah, three. <laughs> yeah, so instead, what I would recommend is, say, once again, get support from 50 people. And at the same time, if you can, imagine a joint account with, the, with your wealthiest uh, acquaintance. You can think of me. Or, mm. or for me, I think of my mentor, Wahi Takeda, or Warren Buffett. Think about your imaginary joint account. And when something bad goes, uh, happens, you can withdraw as much as much money as you want. Really? So uh, that the, this fun uh, illusion, uh -huh. you know, like imagination. What, that, what does that do for you when you have that imagination? You feel that you're not alone, and if you're lucky, like I, uh, when I was young, I had three millionaires who endorsed me, saying, "Can uh, you can do whatever you want, and if you fail." I'm going to support your life wow. for the rest of my life. Man, does that happen in Japan a lot? <laughs> I think I, I heard a few Americans uh, who, who experienced the same thing. Wow. So um, just imagine if you get uh, that sense of security. You know, Luis, mm -hmm. I'm going to just um, uh, you know, keep you afloat as long as I live. Wow. And, and so go for it, you okay. know. I'll text you if I need you, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you get uh, an endorsement from wealthy people like that. Uh, That's cool. 
you don't have to worry about it. Just so imagine. How does someone get an endorsement from someone who has a lot of money like that? I think. What can they do? I think you have to live your life purposes. That's another subject. But if you are living your life purpose, a lot of people support you. It's so true because when I see someone who's coming up mm -hmm. in business in their early 20s or something, and I see that they have a gift and they're using the gift mm -hmm. consistently to create some type of value mm -hmm. for the world. I notice it, I see it, I'm like, you're doing an amazing job. You know, I'll reach out and message people and say, I love what you're doing, keep it up. Mm -hmm. And I think even just doing that, showing people, hey, you're doing a great job, gives them encouragement to keep going, whether you're giving them money or not, but that's, that's something you can do. And I think that's, it's hard to see that when someone's not using their gifts. Right. You're not gonna endorse someone if they're just like, uh, everything is against me, the world is challenging, and mm -hmm. I don't care about life. Mm -hmm. But when someone says, I'm going to take a risk, mm. I'm going to use my gift and put myself out there, that's inspiring. Mm. In your book, which I love, by the way, again, I want everyone to get this book, Happy Money, you talk about, I think you use a concept called money magnet or like we're, humans are like magnets and mm -hmm. uh, for money, right? And right. some people, it doesn't matter if you are a good person or a bad person, yes. right? You, you have an analogy in the book where mm -hmm. you say, you know, if a rock is falling, it doesn't care who it hits. It could hit a good person or a bad person. Right. It's gravity is pulling that rock to the ground and it's going to hit whoever it hits, right? Mm -hmm. Based on where they're at. So, and you also talk about how most people think that, that it's not fair mm -hmm. when they see someone bad mm -hmm. or mean or <laughs> greedy making all the money. Mm-hmm. Can you just talk about this concept of being a money magnet mm -hmm. and how someone can become more of that? Mm -hmm. So, uh, once again, you know, we experience uh, life uh, according to our beliefs. And some people have uh, better luck than others. And uh, some people work so hard, but they're getting minimum wages. Mm -hmm. So, you have to find uh, your place, your seat, uh, your reserved seat is what I call uh, a lot of people try to sit on uh, uh, other people's seat, <laughs> which is wrong because your seat is reserved somewhere else. And if you don't sit on other, uh, other people's seat, uh, what happens is that you get so depressed uh, and then you feel so meaningless, you know, so and all that because you cannot really feel uh, life. But once you sit on your seat, you are so deep deeply connected with, mm -hmm. with your life purpose, then you start, uh, your magnetism uh, starts, um, uh, gets turned on. So how does someone know where their seat is and know how to sit in it and be happy with their seat? Yeah, so the only thing is ask your heart, what your heart tells you. If you're excited about it, you're going closer. Mm. And it, so like, it's like hot or cold, right? So if you feel more excited about like doing this, this is it, this is it, this is it. So you have to have your heart guide you where you're supposed to be. So always listen to your heart, you know, and then if your heart gets excited about a certain thing, you're just getting closer yes. to your seat. Do you have a meditation or affirmation process mm -hmm. for someone on how they can trust their heart? Mm -hmm listen to their heart mm -hmm. deeper to know they're on the right path. Right. Do you have something that you, you use yourself mm -hmm. or that other people can use? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so I always uh, try to have a few minutes, uh, say you know, you're waiting for a car, you know, a Uber, or just waiting for something. I find a few moments and then just try to find my center, you know, and then and I just uh, go deeper and, and figure out uh, where I want to go and just listen to my heart. What does my heart say? Am I excited about this mm -hmm. or not? Am I trying to get uh, money? Uh, so I'm not excited, but I have to do this to bring money on the uh, food on the table. So I always check what my heart tells me. You're always listening to it. What happens when your heart <clears throat> is not excited? Like you have, a, let's say you have a project you're working on. Right. You're working. I'm, I'm assuming all of your books you're excited about, but maybe there's an event you're supposed to go to, or I don't know something that you said yes to, mm -hmm. and you realize your heart is not excited about this. Mm -hmm. What do you do then? Do you do it, but then you don't repeat it the next time, or mm -hmm. what do you? How do you navigate that? Mm -hmm. So I want to be a nice person. <laughs> so once I said yes, I'll do it. Yeah. But I, I I try to be very careful with what I say when I say yes. So uh, I uh, I have a great team. Uh, so they'll just check. You. Yeah, yeah. They'll check <laughs> even because I'm, I'm I want to be nice to everybody. So I'm likely to say yes too too many times. So my secretary and my team says. Ken, are you sure about yeah. this? Yeah, probably not. So can you come up with something? That <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. You didn't reschedule this interview. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but in general, I'm trying to listen to my heart. That's good. that let me hear. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people don't un understand the power of a daily affirmation or mm -hmm. a daily check-in with yourself, just mm -hmm. like you talked about for two minutes. For someone that doesn't believe in affirmations, what would you say to them? So if you, even if you don't believe it, you must be saying something to yourself. Like, this is a terrible day. It's so hot. I don't like this. You know, so uh, subconsciously, you're saying something about your life or about yourself, about your friends or about your clients. Oh, I, I hate working with this person, you know, something like that. So I think it's a, a affirmation by itself. So um, just to write down what are the things that you say to yourself. Uh, subconsciously, mm -hmm. you can probably figure out. Right. And is that a happy thought? And then, uh, unfortunately, a lot of the uh, things that we talk to ourselves are negative. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so do you want to feel negative thoughts like this, or do you want to uh, pour more positive thoughts? Mm -hmm. You have a choice. But unless you sh uh, write them down, uh, you you never know it. And then. Uh, you may find that uh, the reason why you get you get depressed because I'm I keep All these negative me, thoughts, yes, yeah, yeah. About, about life. No wonder I feel depressed. So sure. if all the things you talked about to you, about you are positive and loving, um, it's it's what you get. Yeah, exactly. And can you tell me how we can think about money as energy? Mm -hmm. In the book, also I saw you writing about how money is energy, and sometimes. People try to make it and hold on to it. Mm -hmm. They want to hold on to it. They want to stack it in their bank as high as they can go. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to spend it. Sometimes it happens. What happens when we hoard money, when we keep it, and we don't let it come and go mm -hmm. as energy? What happens? So I have seen so many interesting things. Like when you, uh, if you hoard your money, a uh, few things happen. You get sick, and really? then you have to pay for the medical bills. Really? Yeah. Or like your kids do something bad, and then you have to pay for the damage. 
So uh, money needs outlet. So uh, it's so interesting how money flows. And if you don't let, uh, let out uh, your, your um, money uh, energy's outlet, it's gonna, uh, it's gonna get bad. It's like a, a pond. Mm -hmm. If there's no uh, fl uh, flow, uh, the water gets bad. Right. It's like, think about your health. If you eat, 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 and don't go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> You're sick. What's, what's gonna happen? Yeah. So for, to stay healthy, you have to eat right, you have to release right. Yes. So uh, for, for hoarding uh, money, I want to ask them, uh, you're eating so much, but what if you refuse? I'm, 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 I'm not going to go to the bathroom, you know, for the rest of my life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You'd be sick. Yeah, right. and you explode. Cannot, and you cannot eat well. Yeah. So you have to let your money flow, and then the next flow comes in. So here comes uh, money EQ, uh, the trust part. Trust is the hardest part of money EQ. You have to have the trust that once you let go of money, it comes back. So you don't have the trust. That's why you start worrying. That's why you have doubts about yourself. So instead of um, uh, uh, attaching uh, to your money, you can say, thank you for staying with me. Just go bless the world and come back with your friends as mm. soon as possible. Come back. <laughs> thank you for being here. Go bless the world. Come back as quickly as possible <laughs> with more friends. Right. So it's kind of fun, right? Sure. So it's a metaphor. So in your, in your mind, letting go, if you let go fast, it's going to come back fast. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to let go of money. Really? Yes. So, you know, how should people be thinking about this so they have enough safety and security? They have enough in the bank for if something goes bad in the economy. Mm -hmm. They've saved enough. Mm -hmm. But also, they're not just overspending as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some people who have the personality where they just spend, 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 yes. uh -huh. then they go into debt, right? right? So how do we balance yes. money mm -hmm. so that we have enough mm -hmm. for you know the future yeah and we're not in debt mm -hmm. so that's ooh, i'm so fascinated with a couple counseling and sometimes family counseling you know we're trying to have balance uh -huh. uh, that's what's so beautiful about human humankind you know uh, somehow the spender get ma gets married with moneymaker. Right. <laughs> right. Someone's making all the money and someone loves to spend it all. Right. And so they come in and uh, uh, this person is spending so much money. No, no, you're making too much money. You know, so it, you have no time for me. That's why I'm trying to get the stress out mm. by spending money. Wow. So you have to have the balance. That's where Zen comes in. Interesting. Uh, if you're spending too much, you have to start saving. If you're saving too much, you have to start spending. So the prescription I give to each uh, client is different. Mm. For some people, uh, the savers, I said, withdraw $1,000 and spend it for nothing in 24 hours. They probably freak out like, ah. <laughs> no, they are okay to the withdrawing part. And so the next <laughs> a few days, a week later, they came back and said, can I withdrew $1,000. I didn't spend it. But I spent like $20. <laughs> oh, man. Because they cannot uh, waste their money. It's against their constitution. I know people like that. So what, what should people be spending their money on? Right. So they don't feel like I'm just blowing money and, and wasting it. I know. It. So uh, like a moneymaker. <laughs> Moneymakers, they think, is this a good investment? Yes, yes. <laughs> so don't think about it because just enjoy the money flow. You can give it to people. You can just, you can throw it away on the floor. 
It's because somebody's going to pick it up and make somebody very happy.、Mm-hmm. So you can be creative with money. But we are taught from a young child that,、uh, childhood that you have to take care of money well. Just, just what, if,、uh, what if you just throw your $100 bills on the,、uh, on the street? What would your mother say? <laughs> right. Right? So, but f-、uh, for exercises, I tell people, can you throw away your money? And, 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 and so they, they, they show me the expression as if I'm saying, I'm gonna, you're gonna die in 10 minutes. Like, wow. They're gonna, like, you know, so I enjoy what, so much. What, <laughs> what happens with your clients when you say, okay, go spend a few hundred dollars a day or leave money out on the table for、mm-hmm. someone to pick it up、mm-hmm. and you do these experiments?、Mm-hmm. What do these individuals say? Afterwards, a month later, a year later, about giving their money or spending it, not all of it, but some、mm-hmm, of it、mm-hmm. in these experiments. So they realize how much attachment they had toward money. And it's in here. And by the way, I, my finding shows that、uh, the saver type, the people who have attachment、uh, for money, tend to have this、uh, problem physically.、Mm. They get、uh, a con. Constipation. Constipated, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- there is that. So they have a hard time letting go of money and their waste,、yes. their, their food. Because they're attached to it. What happens when we are attached to money? I think、uh, the flow of energy gets stopped. So if you let go of money easily, the more opportunities come、uh, easily. But because you, let, you cannot let go of money, You cannot receive.、Mm. So,、uh, if you let go easily,、uh, the more to come. So, those people are、uh, losing out opportunities. So, in, say, say、um, I had a friend in my 20s、uh, when I asked him to, to go out and, and have, us, have some fun. And the, he said, No, 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 I don't want to do that because it's going to cost something. <laughs> say, you know, $50 sure, or $100 sure, sure. for a party, right? But just look at what he's missing. He's missing out the opportunity of meeting new people.、Yes. Like, I met many great mentors by attending very expensive seminars. You know, I attended、uh, like $200 seminar. At the time, it felt like a million dollars. Yes. But、uh, since I was the only student at the time to attend a, a business seminar, everybody loved me. So, $200. Oh, it's so cool that you're here with all these older people and you decided to show up. Let's、right. mentor you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was like a, a you know, little toy.、Sure. Like, okay, <laughs> you know, I want to just play with you. So,、um, so that was a great, great investment, for, for example. So, if you let go of money easily, you get so much.、Uh, so,、um, why don't you think of、uh, letting go of money and also as a,、uh, almost like a shopping for your memories? Shopping for memories. Yeah, because、mm. I, I didn't have to fly. I'm, I'm going around the world this time. I'm just meeting up a lot of people. It costs some money, right? But with the,、uh, with, by spending so much money on hotels and airplanes, look what I'm having. I'm, such, ha-、uh, I'm having such a great time. Yes. And,、uh, and, you have experiences, life memories. Yeah, so when I'm in a senior home、uh, some, sometime in the future,、yeah. I think of having you know, this conversation with you、yeah. and meeting up a lot of great people in the world. So I,、mm. I, I have full of memories.、Mm. So、um, if you just have, if you don't spend the money, you don't get all the fun memories. Right. And what happens to people when they speak bad about money? They complain about it. They.、Mm-hmm. 
live in scarcity? <laughs> what happens? Yes, it's a good question. Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this. Assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third-generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning PIVI Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. So think of uh, money as a person. Uh, I always ask, um, you know, I, I talk to thousands of people all the time and just ask, ask a big audience, uh, how many of you love money? You know, if it's a business seminar, they say yes. And then my next question is, how many people do you think money loves you as much? And then say, hmm, mm, I love money, but I don't know if I'm <laughs> being loved by money. But the uh, feelings uh, must be mutual. Right? It's the same thing with a relationship. Mm -hmm. Even if you love her, love him so much, if you don't get the same amount of love from, from the other part, it doesn't mean anything. So you have, to, you have to love your money and your money has to love you. But right. if you speak bad about money, what would you or think? You, or you speak bad about people who have money, yes. then why would money love you in return? Yes. So, mm -hmm. uh, exactly. Thank you for answering me. <laughs> yeah. So that's exact, uh, like, exactly uh, what, what I want to say. Mm -hmm. If you want to be in love with money, you have to be, you know, you have to respect your money as your best friend or your love of your life. So love uh, on money can love you back. So what are the best ways that we can start respecting our money better so that our money loves us more and wants to bring more friends? I always ask my money where it wants to go. Really? Yeah. So what do you mean? You have like a uh, few hundred dollars in your hand and you say, where do you want to go? Yeah, the other day I got a big, uh, check. Uh, a big check from overseas. That The book I wrote uh, 18 years ago, it's about $10,000 and right. then Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you, money. And I asked money, uh, do you want to stay with me or do you want to go somewhere? And the money said, and I, I hear it in, in imagination, uh, the money says, I want to go to Cambodia <laughs> to help kids. Wow. And then I remember there is a, a friend of mine who is doing an orphanage in Cambodia. So that $10,000 is helping um, uh, kids for uh, fruits and the electricity and the rent for a whole year, like 36 kids. So, and that $10,000, I could have used for something else, but I have already enough. So um, by asking the money where it wants to go, it went to the right place wow. to bless the kids. So 
I'm so blessed with uh, happy money. So if I start doing that, the more money comes in. So more money comes in from, from the world. And I've written 200 books. So like uh, book royalties come from mm -hmm. everywhere. So almost like every few other days, I get money from somewhere. It's amazing. Yeah. So I ask money, where do you want to go? And then I want uh, to take your family out for dinner. That's good. So we just, you know, go. So it's not... I'm not, I'm not saying that I, you should spend your money for somebody else. It could be, you know, I, I want to buy a car or whatever that is. So, mm -hmm. so if you can be, if you can have some distance from money, instead of like, this is all my money, uh, you, you can be free from money. Because what happens to someone who has so much extra money mm -hmm. at the end of their life and they don't spend it? What do you think about that? Because a lot of people have a lot of extra, but then they pass it down to their families yeah. or they put it in trusts and then they give it out to charities. What's your thoughts on that? I'm just saying that uh, they're missing out a huge thing. You know, uh, they could have seen what your money could have done. The impact. Yeah. My, my mentor, one of my mentors is uh, uh, Junki Yoshida, who is a founder of uh, Yoshida Gourmet Sauce in Portland, Oregon. And he donated... Uh, something like or eight or ten million uh, dollar worth of uh, uh, state wow. to children's hospital. Wow! Uh, uh, and he's in in his sixties, uh, so uh, or early seventies. So he uh, he's still alive, right? He experiences it, right? I mean, usually I hear when you pass out, pass away, that goes to something, right? But he donated the big big house that uh, their all all their kids grew up on donated the, the huge mansion to the hospital. And I asked him, if I were you, I'd want to live as long as I, you know, um, I'm alive. And then when I die or my, my wife dies together, that can go. And uh, he said, I wanted to see how my, how my money or how my, how my house is helping kids while I'm alive. Mm. Don't you think it's selfish? Yeah. No, yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> I think you have all the rights to see how your happy money can help others. Right. So if you just uh, hoard your money and then die without doing anything, you are missing out the most fun because you have such an impact. Uh, you could have an impact for other people. Yes. And I think that's a reward for making so much money. Right. What is the vision for your money life? For the rest of your life do you want to die with zero mm -hmm. are you trying to give more of it away are uh -huh. you trying to make more mm -hmm. are you trying to make your container bigger uh -huh. what's your vision yeah to uh i may surprise you but i'm a money indifferent type you're I, neutral i'm not really interested in money really yeah because i'm not interested in growing my money because i have already enough mm -hmm. and i make enough so i'm not uh, uh interested in money even though I'm, a, I'm regarded as a money guru, because money flows enough and goes out enough. So I don't have a goal. I don't have um, any attachment. Sure. And uh, as I said, even if I lose everything, my friends would take care of me. Right. So I don't have any uh, thing. But for, for humankind, I have a vision. I hope uh, in 20, 30 years, or uh, when I, while I'm alive, I want to see human being can be free from money or money worries. That's why I'm, I'm doing my work actively in the world, because I don't need to get something out of people. 
I'm just here to share. Yes. And if you know how not to worry about money, you are going to do something else. You know, so my question to the, the viewers and, and friends is that if you don't worry about money, just even the slightest bit, what would you do? What is a project that you want to start? And that is something you have to go right away. Yes. What would you say to parents on the three most important things they should be teaching their children? Okay. As they get into, you know, after five years old, uh -huh. as they start learning about money and the material world, mm -hmm. what lessons should parents be teaching their kids about mm -hmm. money, yeah. in, in your opinion? Great, thank you. So I, uh, I, I used to, and, and I think um, I'm still teaching my, my child. Uh, she's 24, so she's grown up uh, already. But uh, what, what, the first thing I would teach is money is fun. Mm. So if your kids know that money is fun, so uh, we used to sit on the dinner table, uh, just say, uh, I, I have this, say, uh, $10,000 to donate. Uh, what do you want to do? You can, you know, help rescue the animals. You can help the environment. You can help the homeless people. What do you want to do? And uh, when we give presents, uh, what would you want to do? So my daughter grew up uh, thinking money can do so many wonders. So uh, if uh, all our kids learned money, money is a magical wand to make people happy, I think people are more excited about getting the money. So they have no negative ideas about money. Uh, and and uh, imagine what if all the child are, have never been scolded for wasting their money. <laughs> I think we'll be uh, so stress-free because a lot of worries come from the, the need for survival and it's attached to right, money. Right. So once we are um, free of money stress, I think uh, our life would be so different. Yes. Yeah. So if you can teach money is a, a fun thing, that is a great starter. Okay. Number one, teach them money is fun. Right. And also, I, I, I want you to uh, teach uh, your kids about money and emotions because those things are not taught at school. Uh, uh, because even though uh, your child is grown up with a positive, positive attitudes, your friends may not. So they, they try to compete with you of how much uh, they have uh, allowances or like this is my new iPhone mm, something yes. or like this is my sneakers yeah. or whatever that is. And then uh, people try to manipulate you yeah. with emotions. So if you start teaching, uh, you feel bad about money, you feel ashamed of money, you feel guilty about around money, we all feel some emotions. Yes. So if you start teaching emotions about uh, around money, I think your kids will be emotionally free mm -hmm. from money stress. Yeah, they won't be comparing themselves to others who have more. Right. They'll feel good about themselves. Right. Yeah. And I think related to that, I probably share, uh, I once shared with my uh, daughter, you know, um, I'm not the wealthiest man in, in the world. I, I have enough money, but I don't call myself, you know, the uh, tycoon or whatever right, that is. Right. I don't have a private jet, right? So, but I'm financially independent and, and free. So I uh, teach my uh, daughter that um, about um, money emotions. And at the same time, uh, I have a lot of emotions too. Sometimes I feel uh, guilty. Sometimes I feel shame. Really? 
Yeah. Around money or around? Yes, around money or everything. Why do you feel guilty or ashamed? Uh, like say, all my students have less money than I do. So uh, sometimes uh, I used to feel, sometimes I feel I'm taking advantage of really? other people, mm. right? I don't need to get money. So sometimes I do seminar for free. Sure. But anyway, so I feel shame, a guilty, uh, guilt around money. So I share that with my uh, daughter. How do we eliminate those negative emotions? Like, how do you get rid of those? Uh, you cannot. Really? Because it's, um, it's human nature. as long as you live. Uh, say you're very happy, but if uh, the, the, the person right next to you is crying, you know, you feel, you bad. You feel for, sorry for her. So uh, sometimes you may feel about uh, guilt for being happy. So sometimes I'm, I'm, uh, I feel guilty when my friends, <laughs> author friends saying, Ken, my books are not selling well. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yours are selling so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel guilty. I feel shamed. Uh, so many things. So I'm teaching my daughter that this is very natural. Gotcha. But uh, the, the bad things happen if we try to manipulate our feelings by compensating, uh -huh. uh, working hard, by working hard, by saving what. So I, I'm just joking. If I could become a prime minister of Japan, I'm going to print every note of uh, banking note said, uh, making too much, worrying too much, and spending mu uh, too much can be hazardous to your health. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. <laughs> Okay, so the first thing to teach your kids is right. money. Money is fun. Mm -hmm. You can make people happy with it. The second thing is to learn about money and emotions. Yes. That these things right. are natural to mm -hmm. have emotions around. The third thing the parents should teach kids about money? More you give, more you receive. Mm. So you don't have to work so hard to get the money. <clears throat> but if you want to get more, you have to give more. And to do that, you have to be loved by people around you. You have to have many friends. So to do that, you have to have a good relationship, uh, re relationships with people. So relationships are uh, everything. Uh, and in North America, it's, it's very individualistic. So you eat uh, your own food, you eat your own thing. And uh, since you're five, you are so used to taking examinations. You never had examinations with three of your best buddies and coming up with the right answer. Yeah. I think we should. <laughs> But it's so individualistic, so you cannot talk with your friends while you're having an examination. You can't collaborate. Yes. Right? Uh, uh, hey, Bill, what do you think? Uh, number three. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't work that way. And then it's up to your 20s and 30s. So uh, especially in North America, everybody seems isolated because you cannot talk about your sexual problems or financial problems, your emotional problems with your best friends. Mm -hmm. So you hang out and go to be, go, go you know, for a, cup, a glass of beer and just watch the, the sports. Yeah. But you have, you're missing out the most quality moments, which is share your problems because your best friend may have the exact problem. Know, you might have a deeper connection. Right. Yes. So you have to really have um, this mentality of being supported by friends. Mm. So do more and receive more. Mm. So uh, by hearing that, you know, you don't have to worry about taking advantage of other people. Uh, something is not fair. The rich is doing something bad. It's nothing. Uh, it's not over your problem. You focus on what you give and what you share, and then you receive. Right. So as long as you know the uh, rule, you can focus on what you give. Yes. And yes. so uh, attached to that, I teach my kids uh, to follow your heart. Mm.
So just follow your heart. That is the guidance. I love those those points for parents to teach kids. Mm -hmm. Speaking of parents mm -hmm. uh, and moving to a related topic, mm -hmm. how does sex and money play together? I cannot uh, I cannot stop talking. You know, you need five more hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I think American people are especially interested in this. Yeah. Uh, money and uh, uh, sex have something in common. It pulls out the best and the worst of you. Mm. And it, it, it pulls out the best emotions and the worst emotions. Because it, it, they, they can show uh, you, you both heaven and hell. Right. Because a lot of crimes happen because of these two. <laughs> true. So wow. uh, with your financial problem and sexual problem, you get the worst out of you. You hate yourself by being such a jerk mm -hmm. or a you know, bad, bad girl. So um, it pulls out uh, a lot of emotions. So you have to be careful because you never know what you get. And, and because it's so suppressed deep, with, deep within. But in other words, um, money and sex can be a great healer because it can transform your life. You say healer? Healer. Healer. Yes, mm. it can transform your life. That's why I call myself money healer. Uh, if you heal money, uh, you can heal so many things. Wow. And, uh, and, ma and money and sex are doing the similar things. Really? Because it's so attached to your self-worth. Like say, how many people are confident about their sexual situation and financial situation? Not many, maybe it's one or the other, but it's usually not both. Right, yeah. and the people who are bragging about their happiness they may be over the situation. And so inside, we feel so vulnerable. Mm. We don't know how much satisfaction we're giving to a partner or we're we getting from money. So we feel so vulnerable and mm. shameful mm. and guilty around sexual uh, issues and money issues. So it gives you such a great opportunity to uh, look at yourself and who you are. So. Um, especially around those two uh, topics. Mm -hmm. You feel like you want to prove something, that you're good. And making money and at sex. Right. And, uh, and then at the same time, we fail the test. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. By looking at our bank statement, we fail the test. By looking at our, our, our partner's face, mm. you know, just a little tiny oh, yeah. expression. Oh, Disappointment, you know, like, yeah. I'm disappointed, you know, or she or he is disappointed. So there is a lot of uh, discouragement issues mm. and it could be dep depression. Should we try to heal the sexual side first or heal the, heal the money side first? Uh, whichever you wish. <laughs> so some people want to heal the sexual uh, thing first and some people, the other people uh, feel, um, you know, they're, um, they can handle money. For North American people, sexual issues are maybe a little easier because financial part, it, uh, I've seen so many people just freeze, you know, right. when they are thinking of money. So maybe if, uh, for North Americans, uh, money could be a little more tough. So you'd say if you can heal money, the topic of money within yourself, mm -hmm. that should support you in healing other areas of your life as well. Of course, of course, uh, because you don't have to prove yourself. So um, how much money you have or how much money uh, you make has nothing to do with your self-worth. So I'm just a happy 
uh, happy. I, I learned new English expression. Yes. I'm such a happy camper. Happy camper. Yes. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't um, have anything with my financial relation. Yeah. So, so if you can find your happiness on your own, uh, you can really focus on what you want to do, because I, you don't really care what other people think or how successful mm -hmm. I need to be. So um, if you have that mentality, you can enjoy every moment. Like in this interview, I'm just having a yes. great conversation with you, yeah. Luis, right? I'm, I don't have to prove my points. I don't have to sell more books. I'm just hoping that uh, our conversation uh, can open doors for yes. people for their peace of mind. Absolutely. It's, it's funny you're saying this about uh, healing money mm -hmm. because I've had so many conversations this year from different experts, mm -hmm. from therapists, from money experts, from athletes, from just people in life. And the th common theme about how to live a better life, mm -hmm. your health, relationships, money, business, your sports, and how to be more fulfilled mm -hmm. is the first step is to heal something. Heal the past, heal your relationship, mm -hmm. heal your relationship with money. It starts with healing first. Mm -hmm. And when we can create a healing environment, we have more peace, talking about uh, you know, making peace with your money, mm -hmm. healing first. And from a peaceful environment, we're able to flourish, isn't mm. that right? Yes. We're able to grow, we're able to expand, to right. see the best of ourselves mm -hmm. actualized. Yes, you said it so beautifully. And uh, uh, it's not just uh, uh, one thing, uh, one time only, it's an ongoing process. A journey. Yeah, so uh, I, I don't think I'm 100% healed, I sometimes cry over money. Sometimes I cry over certain things that happen in my family. I have still a lot of shame and guilt and a lot of excitement and happiness too because I'm alive. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not perfect at all. So people are surprised. You're a money guru. Um, how can you feel guilty? <laughs> but I do. Yeah. And to be honest, that's where I am. What's the biggest challenge you have yet to overcome in your life? The biggest struggle challenge? For me, it's a false humbleness. You know, I, I'm so happy. So I feel like I don't have to do anything anymore. So I'm, I, I have a, a nice um, a retreat center up in the mountains. In Japan? Yes. So I'm happy to grow my own veggies, mm. you know, just um, uh, in my garden. And it's a, so beautiful flowers. I'm missing them so much while mm. I'm traveling. Mm -hmm. uh, so I can be so happy with where I am but I know I can be contributing more too. Yes. So as much as I know I can be contributing so much, but I want to um, uh, make sure that I'm happy as well. So my false humbleness uh, tends to lead me into uh, small happiness. Mm. So um, I'm sort of um, going back and forth. Yes. Uh, but coming here and having chat with you makes me so excited about the potential Mm -hmm. of what I can do. That's great. So I appreciate you so much for bringing, uh, uh, pulling out the best from yeah, me. Yeah, of course. So um, that is my next challenge. I love it. Uh, I'm going to take you up on it, Ken, when I come visit Japan for my first time. I have mm -hmm. to say hi to you and, and uh, right. you have to show me around a little bit. Uh -huh. But uh, I am so uh, excited about the mission you're on, to mm. teach people about how to heal right. their conversations around money and giving us you know, it's a scary thing for a lot of people. They feel like it's extremely complicated, yes. but you simplify it. Mm -hmm. You simplify it in this book, Happy Money, which I want everyone to get. Make sure you guys get a few copies for your friends. This is really powerful. 
you have a lot of great content at uh, kenhonda.com and on your social media. You've got a course as well that people can check out around mm-hmm. finding peace with their with their money, and that's at kenhonda.com. I believe that as well. Uh, so I'm just so grateful for you still wanting to live a life of service and teaching us these things mm-hmm. and not just sitting in the garden all day long. <laughs> but I know you need that time as well. Yeah, but I probably feel very bored. <laughs> exactly. Because I, to... <laughs> I wish I could see Lewis. In <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I asked you this question before, mm-hmm. but I'm curious if something else has come up for you. Mm-hmm. So this is the last couple questions. Yes. This is called the three truths. Mm. So imagine it's your last day on earth, many years away. Mm. You get to live as long as you want to live, Mm -hmm. but you have to call it your last day. You write another thousand books, you do all the things you want to do. (laughs) Right. But for whatever reason, all of your work, your books have to go with you. Mm -hmm. So we don't have access to this conversation, this book anymore. Mm -hmm. Hypothetical. Mm -hmm. But you get to leave behind three lessons to the world, three Mm. truths that you would share. Mm -hmm. This is all we have to Mm. remember you by. What Mm. would be those three truths? Mm. You're asking so many beautiful (laughs) questions. I'm I'm overwhelmed by that. So I think the first thing I would say is life can be fun. That is probably one thing I would say. And uh, the second thing I would say is uh, when you wonder, jump is what I'd say. And the third one would be enjoy every moment. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, something bad, something good, but both can be fun later on. So uh, when you feel a call, just do it. And yeah. if it messes up, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It could be a fun memory in the, la- in, yes. in the future. Yes. So um, it's nothing to do with money. You know, just follow your heart. Yeah, it's beautiful. Ken, I want to acknowledge you again. Thank you for the work that you do. I want people to get the book, Happy Money. Thank you for your contribution, the way you consistently show up for the world, for mm-hmm. your communities, uh, the way you've shown up on this episode and for the School of Greatness community. So I acknowledge you for Thank you. your talents mm-hmm. and starting to write the use these talents in your 30s mm-hmm. to contribute to so many of us. Uh, final question, what is your definition of greatness? Uh, greatness is uh, the state that you you are who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're, um, I learned the expression in English, if you're comfortable with your own skin, yes, I think that is what greatness is. Mm. So you if go. you are truly who you are, uh, on, your, on your own style, I think that's greatness. Mm. Ken, thank you so much. Man. Appreciate thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. And also make sure to share this with a friend and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts as well. I really love hearing feedback from you guys. So share a review over on Apple and let me know what part of this episode resonated with you the most. And if no one's told you lately, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you are matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.